Today is Friday, November 11th, 2022. Arizona is still counting votes as Kerry Lake within striking distance of victory. Trump launches preemptive attack on Ron DeSantis ahead of anticipated presidential announcement and Kamala and Biden celebrate midterms in DNC. Cringe fest. My name is Benny Johnson and this is The Benny Show. Ladies and gentlemen, if you cannot get enough of the content that we do here, we encourage you to follow us on Parlor. Parlor is where free speech lives, and Parlor is also where our meme review show lives, The Left Can't Meme. The Left Can't Meme is the number one meme review show in the world, ladies and gentlemen. We take the finest, spiciest memes around, and we play them for you, memes that would probably get you banned on social media, and these memes from this me- this week would definitely get you banned on social media because they're John Fetterborg memes. John Fetterman memes, ladies and gentlemen. How did we send the human meat puppet cadaver to the United States Senate? Well, we covered it on yesterday's show, and if you want to fix it, you got to get with the Times Republican Party. We've been talking about it nonstop here in Arizona. We're going to fix things in this state, and we're going to begin today talking about Arizona and soon-to-be Carizona. But ladies and gentlemen, join us on Parlor for the newest episode of The Left Camp Meme dropping today at 2 p.m. Okay, we are in Arizona, ladies and gentlemen. We are here. We have been hitting it hard. We have been live streaming multiple hours a day. We have been giving you the up-to-date TikTok of what's happening here in Arizona, and we will begin our show by giving you the most up-to-date vote totals. Where are we now? We are looking, of course, at Carrie Lake's vote totals here. Carrie Lake is within a fraction of a percent to Katie Hobbs. Now, here's why you should not worry and why you must not fear and why you must know that Carrie Lake will become governor of Arizona because Carrie Lake has only seen the extremely biased drops of votes for libs who mailed in their votes in Arizona. The mail-in votes predominantly favors Democrats and the day of and drop-off votes. Arizona has as many votes as Joe Biden wants genders, ladies and gentlemen. There are like 200,000 ways to vote in Arizona. That's a bad thing, and it's leading to a lot of confusion here, but the simple breakdown of what's happening is that you can walk your ballot in and you can drop your ballot off on election day. That's a very normal thing to do here because everyone gets mailed a ballot here for some reason, and so Arizona has a lot of that. They haven't counted any of the same day votes. Now, we on the show talked about voting same day. We on the show talked about bringing, uh, making sure that you bring force to the ballot box. And a lot of people believed us, heard us, and went in and voted on the same day. I physically watched it myself happening here. I went to multiple polling places. And so the election is within a razor thin margin, mainly because, mainly because the absolute jackals here inside of Maricopa County refuse to count their votes. These people are criminals straight to jail, straight to jail, straight to Gitmo. It's amazing. I can get Wi-Fi on a spaceship flying to the moon. I can buy a plane ticket. I can buy a spaceship ticket right now and launch myself into space and have Wi-Fi and tweet on Elon Musk's Twitter the whole way. But somehow Arizona still counts votes like it's 1841. How? Why? It's criminal. 
Okay? It's criminal. I'm not alleging that anything bad is going on. We don't know that. What I am saying is that it looks bad. It is an embarrassment. It's a humiliation for the country. And uh, the entire planet realizes what's going on here. They are slow walking a Carrie Lake win. Here's what Carrie Lake uh, looked like on Sean Hannity's show last night. Look at this, Chiron. Read this thing. Carrie Lake, I am 100% going to win. That is the energy, ladies and gentlemen. That's the way to do it. I'm 100% going to win. This is the alpha energy that Carrie Lake has brought to this contest the entire time. And she is going to win. We tell you this because it's just simple math. Even MSNBC is admitting that Carrie Lake will win because the last ballots that they have, the ballots that they are staring at and crying, the ballots that they, so they have all the Republican ballots stacked in the corner. They're not counting them. They're just, they're just staring at them and they're just, they're just weeping and like looking at them and they don't want it to be real and they don't want it to happen. Oh, <laughs> Even MSNBC knows that when they count those ballots, Carrie Lake will be governor. Go. Though, if you're a Democrat, you're worried about what you're seeing in the governor's race because Katie Hobbs, the Democrat, leads there. But her advantage over uh, Carrie Lake is fewer than 20,000 votes. And so Hobbs is in a situation where that same critical batch of 290,000 I'm talking about that they're going to count at the very end. If that's very Republican leaning in her race. She may be caught by Carrie Lake. She may end up being caught easily by Carrie Lake if that batch is Republican. Enough. So Did you hear that? Caught easily by Carrie Lake. This is the guy who gets paid a handsome paycheck. His name is Steve Kornacki. His name is Steve Kornacki on MSNBC. He gets paid a handsome paycheck in order to be right. Okay? A lot of people on MSNBC are just freaking out over this. But Steve Kornacki's job is to be correct. Now, the job of the Maricopa County recorder, his name is Bill Gates, not that Bill Gates, but this Bill Gates does, all, much like another Bill Gates, this Bill Gates, one, wants to make your life terrible, wants to ruin the lives of all Americans and all people on earth by delaying counting 10 ballots to give Carrie Lake the victory here, and two, this Bill Gates should also be deported to Little St. James in the Caribbean. Go ahead and check Little Bill Gates, the guy who's in charge of counting the ballots here in Arizona, saying, oh, it'll be till next week because we, you know, count ballots at the rate of a drunken DMV employee on a smoke break. Again, when do you anticipate the votes will be counted in total, those 400,000 plus votes. Well, we have uh, we will be going into next week. There's some onesie twosies, uh, again, pursuant to Arizona law. But I think that we'll see the lion's share here wrap up by early next week. Early next week. Can you give me a day? Are we early talking first. Monday or we may, may maybe I, as long a onesie twosie. How about I shut the F up and count the votesy? How about that? Scum. This guy. This guy's saying that this is the way it's always done in Arizona. Why is it taking the amount of time it's taking? A lot of people are talking about this. Well, first of all, it's very standard. This is how things work in Arizona and have for decades. And this is due in part because of mail-in voting. And Recorder Richard's going to talk about that more. Oh, this is the way it's always been done. That's interesting because last night on Charlie Kirk's show, we were talking with election experts who have lived their entire lives in Arizona. The RNC chairman from Arizona, 
There are only 100 RNC chairmen across the country. This is a very powerful man. This is a man who knows his Arizona politics very well. The ins and outs and the grind of this state has been firmly in the hands of Tyler Boyer. He is uh, an absolute alpha energy Republican strategist here in the state. He knows this election process better than ever. And he said that is a bald faced lie that this man is straight up lying. This is not how it's always been done in Arizona. This is because of left-wing Soros funding breaking of a firm electoral process that happened in the state, and this state used to count its votes, just like Florida. The state used to count its votes, boom, just like South Dakota, just like any red state, where you just get the tabulations, and they're in that night, and you know who wins. What are they trying to do here? What is the game? Why are they doing this? Well, it is very simple. This is a psyop against Kerry Lake. And let's just state what we know, because we're going to talk about Trump and DeSantis in just a moment here. Ladies and gentlemen, they did this to Donald Trump. When they cannot have victory, when they face defeat, the cabal leftists, what they do is they come after you with psyops. They come after you by psyop. We don't mean space aliens, whatever. What we mean is a mass formation psychosis that is in order to seed doubt in you and your legitimacy. And that is what they did to Donald Trump. They seeded doubt in his legitimacy with Russiagate. Now, Russiagate was a lie. It is a clownish lie. And people actually did suffer penalties. We wish they all went to prison, but people got fired from the FBI. People uh, lost their jobs. People lost their pensions. They, it should have been much more. They should have all gone to Gitmo. But what can you do? We have to live in the real world. Welcome to the all-important election month of November, ladies and gentlemen. What do people care about? In this month, well, polling shows that seven out of 10 Americans think that inflation is the number one issue in America right now, and they are correct. Politicians are always talking about kitchen table issues. Well, what's on your kitchen table? Groceries. How's your grocery bill doing? How about the gas to get those groceries? How's your gas prices where you live? Inflation is rampant and it's insane. It's only caused by one thing the communists in Washington, D.C. spending too much money. That is why my family hedges against the withering effects of inflation on our savings by investing in gold. We invest in gold with our dear friends at Birch Gold. They have helped us protect our savings from 40-year high inflation. Text Benny to 989898 for your free info kit on diversifying into gold. Plus, when you do this by the end of the month, by Black Friday, you'll get a free gold bar with each purchase. Man, it's nice to open up my security deposit box and see those gold bars glistening. See something that Joe Biden cannot destroy. Ladies and gentlemen, I went gold and I'll never go back. Go gold today. Invest in something of real value with my friends at Birch Gold. Text Benny to 989898. Russiagate was, of course, a hoax. It was a lie, but it kneecapped Donald Trump's first term. Donald Trump didn't have a first term because of Russiagate. They're trying to do the same thing to Kerry Lake here. They know that Kerry Lake is the legitimate governor of Arizona and that Kerry Lake will win when these ballots are counted. And so what they are doing is they are seeding doubt by delaying that count. 
They could count those ballots on the night they were delivered, but they won't do it in order to harm Kerry. The other thing that is happening right now is an abomination of governance because what Kerry Lake should be doing is working on a transition team. Arizona is a quickly growing state. Arizona is a very important state. Arizona has a lot of problems. Arizona is a border state, obviously. And so what they are doing is they're robbing Kerry Lake, our dear friend and someone who has been on this program many times. They are robbing her of her ability to create a transition team and to get in place the people she needs in order to execute on the important job of governing here in this state. It is criminal what they are doing to her, and people should go to prison for this. Carrie Lake said as much on Sean Hannity's show last night. Have a look. That's right. They counted seven and a half million votes in less than five hours, and you counted 62,000 in the last 24 hours? It's crazy. I want to apologize <laughs> to the world who's waiting for Arizona to count their ballots. But, you know, it's just the way not that our laws fault. are written. And it's not my fault. I'm the one who's I'm really suffering because we worked hard on that campaign. Our our followers have been so passionate and they're waiting on pins and needles. I want them to know tonight. I'm 100 percent confident we win this when they start counting the four hundred and one thousand ballots that we broke all records in Arizona because people showed up in droves to hand in in person their mail in ballots. We broke all records. We even beat the 2020 Trump election record. That is what's going on. People are so distrustful of our elections that they wanted to hand deliver their mail-in ballot. And when they did that, we overwhelmed the system and they don't have enough people to count them. And this is why we need to reform our election laws, Sean. When they count those, by the way, we're expecting them to go possibly 70 percent for us, maybe even more. Worst case scenario, we win by 55, 53,000 votes, but we think it wow. could go much, much higher than that. And we think Blake will win. We even think Mark Fitchum might pull out a win and Abe as well. So President Trump will have a pretty good record. Okay, so here's the simple math of Kerry Lake's victory. Benny, you are an optimist. Tell us the hard truths. Okay, let's do some math. Put the uh, vote totals up on screen. So here is the math. Katie Hobbs is up by 25,000 votes. This is the uh, day, this is the total reported votes right now. This is 82% of the votes in. This is where we stand at this very second. There are still currently 290,000 day of drop-offs. There are currently 550,000 total votes that are still out to be counted. You start running into math problems when you don't have enough votes to make up that gap. Right now, not only is there enough votes to make up that gap, Carrie Lake may win in a blowout. Carrie Lake may win by two or three points here. And based on our visits to her war room and our talk with the people who work with her and count her vote totals, say she may well be on her way to having a six-digit vote surplus on Katie Hobbs. Ladies and gentlemen, count the math. Just have a look for yourself. The math is simply there. As one of the strategists for the Carrie Lake campaign told us, there is no situation upon which Carrie Lake loses. There is no conceivable algorithmic situation upon which Carrie Lake loses. Yes, they have shenanigans here in Arizona. Yes, these people are delaying the vote count because they know it will give Carrie Lake the victory. And we want to state for you very uh, unequivocally that we did consult with Harmeet Dillon, who is a lawyer here that is overseeing this election. We want you to know that there are monitors at these polling 
these pollster, the places where they have kept the ballots, the places where they're keeping the ballots and counting the ballots. There are monitors, there are cameras on them at every single moment, every single second that the lawyers for the Republican Party and for Kerry Lake have struck deals with all county commissioners in order to monitor every single ballot. And so this is under tight lock and key. We have that assuredly. However, the voting systems remain broken. The voting systems remain broken because what it looks like here and what, what, what is happening here is a lack of transparency and total and complete doubt in the systems because a state like Florida and we are ju- we are about to talk about Ron DeSantis and we're about to talk about Trump. This is going to be the beef of the show, ladies and gentlemen. But a state like Florida, well, how can they count seven million ballots in one night? Well, because there's criminal penalties for not doing that. It's amazing what happens when you start throwing people in jail for election fraud. It's amazing what happens when you have super tight election security. Why do I have to travel to Arizona? I'm currently in Arizona right now, helping Carrie Lake and working on this project. Uh, why, Why do I have to travel with a passport today? Well, because I had to bring two forms, two forms of identification to vote in Florida. I had to do a signature match in front of the person. I had to sign my name onto a digital pad to confirm who I was. There was no way of getting around this. You're not going to have two forms of, of, of scannable identification plus a signature match in real time with someone looking at my signature. You're not going to be able to commit fraud in Florida. I'm sorry. You just can't do it. And if you try, you're going to prison. And then also what Ron DeSantis did in his voter election integrity law, and ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about how Ron DeSantis is indeed making Florida the capital of red state America. I think that is unequivocal right now. Carrie Lake may give us a run for her money when she's here in Arizona, but she has to gain power first. The reason why Carrie Lake is studying the Florida model, we know this, Carrie Lake is studying the Florida model because Ron DeSantis made a edict inside of his election reform bill that says you must get your numbers in by 9 p.m. No more hanging chads in Florida. No more sitting around not reporting your vote totals. You're going to get, if you do not get it in by this amount of time, then election officials, if you do not get it in by 9 p.m., I'd have to go back and reread the law, but there is a cutoff time to which if you are a corrupt election counter, like the corrupt scum who are running This election here in Arizona, these people are simply trying to break Carrie Lake and to hurt her. This is it. This is their final lashing out at Carrie because they know she's going to win and they know she's going to uh, send them straight to the bread lines. Ladies and gentlemen, if those people existed in Florida, then what would have happened if they would have already been vacated for doing this, their positions, and the state would have taken over? And the Secretary of State would have sent sent his state agents to continue and complete the count expediently. That's how it works in Florida. And so these people walk around with the fear of God in them. That is how it should be. It's not that way in Arizona. And we want to put for you one more time up on screen. Carrie Lake will win. She is 100% certain. Throw that image up there. I want you to look at this image. I want you to internalize it. This is Carrie Lake saying, I will win. The math is all in her direction. This is a psyop against Carrie Lake. Don't buy it. Strength, power, and prayer. That is what we need going forward. And that's what Carrie Lake is going to need to fight this cabal of serpents that exist out here in the desert.
Yo, I went jogging yesterday, and I went jogging through the mountains here in Arizona, and I saw a number of uh, holes where little rattlesnakes live. Thankfully, I wasn't uh, bit, or I didn't mess around with the snakes. But yo, there are snakes out. There are serpents out. And they are looking to bite us and to inject venom to kill us and to kill our movement. We're very proud of our growing company here at The Benny Show. We're very proud of our growing audience. And for that, we have you to thank the listener. But we wouldn't be able to do this show without the technology that backs the show up. And the most important piece of technology is our cell phones. It keeps a news show like ours up and online. It keeps our team of 15 people connected in and out during this crazy news era and certainly during our live broadcast. And so that is why we trust pure talk to keep us connected and to keep us in the black as a company because pure talk allows us to run a smooth operation a connected operation and a quick operation at the benny show there's literally no reason to pay for at&t or t-mobile or verizon 80 bucks a month switch to pure talk for half the price blazing fast data at 30 bucks a month. We use it at The Benny Show and you should too. Pure Talk wants to keep the customer happy and Pure Talk loves America. It's a company that's founded by a U.S. veteran and they create jobs here in America. It's a company that supports me and my values. I invite you to switch to Pure Talk just like our company did. It'll take you as little as 10 minutes. Show corporate America that you're done funding leftist policies. Go to puretalk.com and enter the promo code Benny to save 50% off your first month. Again, puretalk.com, promo code Benny to make the switch to Pure Talk. They have us on the ropes after this midterm. We covered yesterday. We spent the entire show talking about how did they do it? How did they stave off the red wave? And it had to do far more with Republican failures to understand what time it is and how people vote these days than it did to do with Democrats providing anything good for their supporters. Of course, Democrats have provided nothing good for the American people. They haven't given the American people to vote for them, Democrats. All they've done is simply create ballot algorithms in order to try and win and to reach a certain preponderance of the electorate. That's all it is. It's just simple math. This is how John Fetterman can get into his, his position. The Democrats think they have this thing wired. And the only thing that is going to break that is going to be an executive who can come down from on high on one ballot harvesting practices, which should be illegal. Mail-in balloting, unlimited mail-in balloting that should be illegal. And, of course, the practice of this, the continuation of election counting into eternity, into next week. So the chief executives matter in these states, and these people think they got us on the ropes. They are overjoyed at the results of the midterm election. And they staved off the red wave as we covered very six, uh, we covered in long form yesterday. Check out the show if you missed it. But they staved off the red wave because they figured out the ballot algorithms. They figured out the difference between voting and balloting. And in summary, what they did was they essentially turned their vote harvesting processes into an algorithm and they just harvested their votes. Ballot harvesting is legal in some insanely broken states, and that is how they are able to push bad candidates over the edge. They did this for John Fetterman. John Fetterman is not alive. John Fetterman is a sock puppet, meat puppet. John Fetterman is a mouth-breathing cadaver. How did he get into the United States Senate? Because of this system. Democrats think they have this place wired. 
They are very excited about the future, and they are very excited to grow on this. And so we must put a stop to it, otherwise kiss your republic goodbye. And so we must modernize, and our future and our choices into the future are very important. And so, ladies and gentlemen, it is with, um, I suppose, a heavy heart that we go into our next section, which is Donald Trump attacking Ron DeSantis. There are going to be some very hard truths in this section. We are going to spit truths uh, the way that we see them, the way that we see the world. And we will not sugarcoat things for you. We will talk to you like adults, and we will tell you exactly what we think here on The Benny Show, uh, especially since just this week I wrote on Donald Trump's plane, and I'm very close with Team Trump. I've also been to the governor's mansion for private dinners in Florida. I'm very close with Ron DeSantis. One of my groomsmen in my wedding works for Ron DeSantis right now in a very high-profile position. I'm very close with both teams, and so I want to start this section of the show by taking a moment and saying unequivocally where we stand right now, at this date, November 11th, November 11th, 2022. Where is this show on this choice? The brewing war between Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump. One, I have not endorsed either candidate. Perhaps that may come at a future date. But as of right now, I have not endorsed and I will not endorse. I do not, I do not think that that is helpful. And I do not think that the fighting is helpful. I think that the fighting right now, especially while we still have candidates needing to win, Right now, the House is still split evenly. The Senate is still split evenly. We do not know which chamber will go where. The Republicans could conceivably still leave, lose the House. It's looking good. It looking, it's looking more like we could have a 9 or 10 seat majority. That's fine. And we'll explain to you why that might be even a good thing, actually, for Republicans, because it gives the Freedom Caucus a lot of power. But right now, I do not believe that the fighting is a good thing. I do not want to do a show focused on this. I am forced to do a show focused on this because Donald Trump made the decision to launch a hot war against Ron DeSantis yesterday. Let me state this very plainly. Donald Trump deserves an enormous amount of credit for what he has done to this party. He has modernized this party from a blockbuster to a Netflix. He has modernized the Republican Party and gotten some wonderful people elected, re-energized the base, created the MAGA rally, brought forth energy celebrity, power, and an incredible amount of vibe to our party. Really remade it entirely. And there is extreme value to that. And we are thankful for that. And we are beneficiaries, actually, of that. Of course, Donald Trump and his administration did many, many good things. Had a lot of great accomplishments. And I was personally able to go to Jerusalem, and I was able to see the U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem. As a Christian, that matters to me. As somebody who cares about the uh, about about my history and the history of Christendom, that matters to me. That our Christian nation identifies Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. These kind of things matter. Donald Trump's economy mattered. Donald Trump's stock market mattered. Donald Trump fighting the left mattered. So I am a fan of Donald Trump. I am also a fan of Ron DeSantis. I like Ron DeSantis a lot. I live in Ron DeSantis's state. Donald Trump happens to live in Ron DeSantis' state. Also, he chose to live there uh, probably for the same reason that I did. I am safe there. I feel protected. I feel like my family is protected. And I feel like I live inside of a red kingdom, and that makes it very easy to do this show and to operate and then to be on advance and to be on offense here. 
And so I like Donald Trump a lot. I like Ron DeSantis a lot. It is a false choice that the media is presenting to you now that you must chain yourself to Donald Trump or you must chain yourself to Ron DeSantis. My opinion on this is very simple. Rules of the jungle. I have spent a very long time in politics. I am 36 years old, and since I was a very young man, I have been working in politics. The reality is I have spent 20 years in this industry. Uh, since I was a young, young man in my, in my early teens, I was working in college Republican politics, in state of Iowa politics, and so I have seen the inside of the meat grinder. Ladies and gentlemen, let me explain this very simple to you. We, the world of politics is more evil, more sinister, more dark than you could possibly imagine. These people are total scum. They are absolute animals who work in politics. There is no loyalty. There is simply the rules and the laws of the jungle. And that is the way that God made it. And God made the lion to be in charge of a pride. That's how it works. One male gets to grow a big old mane and to be king of the jungle. That's how it works. And so, right now, that king is Donald Trump. That is unequivocal. King of the jungle. Leader of the party. He is an active former president. The Republican Party only has one active former president that is still alive. The other one is George W. Bush. And you all know my thoughts on George W. Bush. And so we have a king of the jungle situation. Now what happens in nature is that a young lion, when that, when that king gets a little older, a young lion challenges him for dominance. It is altogether natural. It is important. It is a valuable thing. It will determine who is the strongest and who is the real leader. It will determine who can best guide the pride to success and who can best guide them to eating and surviving. And quite frankly, I think America is on a survival path right now. That is just a plain reality. We are on a survival path. And so who we choose as the leader of our pride is very important. It is not a decision that I will take lightly if I endorse in a DeSantis versus Trump. It is certainly not a decision that uh, I think you should take lightly. And the press fomenting this is because they're trying to break our party. So don't buy into this crap. They're trying to make this a much bigger thing than it is right now. The reality is that today is actually uh, is actually Veterans Day. Um, and the whole reason we can do this show is because of veterans. The whole reason we can have free speech in this country is because of veterans. The whole reason we can even talk about this is because of veterans. So God bless you if you are a veteran out there. Shout out in the comment section and get some love from this audience. Throw your comments up. If you are a veteran watching this, if you are on YouTube, shout yourself out. If you're on Rumble, shout yourself out. If you're on Facebook, shout yourself out. And ladies and gentlemen, I want the love to pour onto these people. Pour onto them. Thank them for being vet. The whole reason we can talk about DeSantis versus Trump is because people that are way better than me sacrificed. Way stronger than me sacrificed. Way braver than me sacrificed. That's just the reality, baby. That's just it. That's just it. And so, Ron DeSantis himself, a veteran. Ron DeSantis, a, uh, a Navy JAG lawyer, right? Went to Harvard and Yale. Anyway, um, big shout outs to our, to our veterans today. Ron DeSantis uh, threw up a tweet. This is uh, Ron DeSantis's tweet from today, uh, thanking our veterans uh, and talking about being a uh, yes, Navy. Okay, confirmed. Yes, Ron DeSantis was in the Navy, uh, thanking our veterans. 
Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first words from Ron DeSantis after a total broadside scorched earth attack from Donald Trump. So this is the response. You've probably read Donald Trump's attack on Ron DeSantis so far. This is Ron DeSantis' response for a first official response. All right. So this is our prelude into, of course, thanking our veterans, but then also into this first story. All right. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Ron DeSanctimonious is playing games. Trump says he made Florida governor a star by endorsing him, and he is desperate and politically dead, calls him disloyal for considering 2024 run. Here we go, baby. Ron DeSanctimonious. This is what uh, the nickname will be for Ron DeSantis. Trump has used it at a rally. Watch. Party for the nomination like nobody's ever seen before. Let's see. There it is. Trump at 71. Ron DeSanctimonious at 10%. Mike Pence at 7. Oh, Mike's doing better than I thought. Liz Cheney, there's no way she's at... Yeah, that poll says Liz Cheney's at 4%. Can we just stop there and say, uh, no, 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 no. Liz Cheney's not at 4%. So what do we have here? That was the first broadside against Ron DeSantis. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump is saying that he is taking the gloves off. Donald Trump on Truth yesterday talking about Ron DeSantis and saying that he made the guy and that he is uh, just an average Republican governor with great public relations. Here we go. In a long-winded statement from his pack Thursday evening, Donald Trump posted on Truth Social that Ron DeSantis is a average Republican governor. Trump suggested that DeSantis' 19-plus point breeze a re-election in Tuesday helped by the fact that the Florida governor doesn't have to shut his state down during the coronavirus pandemic due to the sunshine. <laughs> what? What? Where people, where people from badly run states up north would know, would no matter who the governor was, just like I did. Okay. That's not a properly worded sentence. And then Trump said that his 2018 endorsement of DeSantis as Florida's Republican gubernatorial primary made him. Ron came to me desperate in 2017. He was politically dead, losing in a landslide, and a very good agricultural commissioner, Adam Putnam, who was loaded up with cash and ready with great poll numbers, Trump said in his truth. Ron had low approval, bad polls, no money, and he said that I, if I would endorse him, he could win. Trump said he didn't know Putnam, so he figured, let's give Ron a shot. When I endorsed him, it was though, to use a bad term, a nuclear weapon went off, Trump boasted. He said he went from having it made no competition to immediately getting absolutely clobbered with your endorsement. He's talking about Putnam, the guy who ran against DeSantis in 2008. Trump then said he got DeSantis across the finish line in the general election in a tight race against Andrew Gillum. Uh, I then got Ron by the star of the Democrat Party, Andrew Gillum, who was later revealed to be a crackhead. <laughs> Trump is right. Classic Trump there. By having two massive rallies with tens of thousands of people at each one, Trump said, I also fixed his campaign, which was completely falling apart. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, 
uh, of course, Trump is right, saying he's a crackhead. After losing to DeSantis by 30,000 votes in 2018, Gillum was found in a South Beach, Miami hotel room uh, with, a, a, with an individual identified as a male escort in 2020. Police was called to the scene because of a meth overdose. Yikes. That's how close Florida was. Get out and vote, ladies and gentlemen. That's uh, 30,000 votes away. Now, that 30,000 vote threshold went to over went to almost 2 million as Ron DeSantis, of course, uh, governing this state very, very effectively. And we're going to get into why Ron DeSantis is, in fact, the de facto leader of the Red Kingdom of Florida. While Trump may be the leader of the pack Pride of Lions, Ron DeSantis is the young buck that is running up to challenge him. Uh, this is, of course, Ron DeSantis's uh, success in Florida is so unequivocal that even Donald Trump, having all of this rolling around in his head, uh, voted for him for re-election. And we have that clip here. Thousands of proud, hardworking American patriots, incredible people. Just two days from now, the people of Florida are going to re-elect the wonderful, the great friend of mine, Marco Rubio, to the United States Senate. And you're going to re-elect Ron DeSantis as your governor of your state. And you're going to elect an incredible slate of true MAGA warriors to Congress, many of whom are here right now. I think all here. They're all here. So Donald Trump was leaving his polling place in Palm Beach, and they asked him, did you vote for Ron DeSantis? And here's what Trump had to say. Did you vote for Governor DeSantis? Yes, I did. Ladies and gentlemen, he is uh, voting for Ron DeSantis. It is undeniable Ron DeSantis' success. So Donald Trump went through and essentially, oh yeah, okay, so we can put up the vote totals here. You can go ahead and see it. I think we should do that. Uh, Ron DeSantis had a massive victory, massive, on Tuesday night. Ron DeSantis proved unequivocally that not only is he the king of the Red Kingdom of Florida, but that he has the winning message. Ron DeSantis won college-educated voters, suburban woman voters, minority voters. He doubled the amount of Puerto Rican support he got. Ron DeSantis created an actual coalition. And how did he do it? He did it through extreme common-sense policies on COVID which is why Donald Trump is attacking him over that. He did it through keeping business, businesses, churches, and schools open during COVID. And then by doing something that Republicans never have the capacity to, to do. And this is why Ron DeSantis is attacking him. And this is, why Ron De, this is why Donald Trump is attacking Ron DeSantis and why people around the country are saying, don't do that. And I'll tell you what, I'm one of them. The reason why is not because of any insufficient loyalty to Trump. Again, I am a huge Trump fan. The reason why is that I personally believe it's not helpful. I was just at the MAGA rally in Dayton, Ohio. We're going to release a man on the street from me there. Man, every person in that MAGA rally, you're talking the MAGA rally people, the MAGA people, we're saying how much they love Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis my, my inbox is filled with comments about Ron DeSantis and people's adoration of him. Now, this doesn't mean they don't love Trump either, but I think this is a false choice. Ron DeSantis is right now a young hero of the right. You know, he just turned 43, 44. How old is he? He just had a birthday. He just had a birthday this week. Ron DeSantis, 44 years old. 
And so, ladies and gentlemen, what you're looking at here, again, is the old lion and the new lion, and they're going to fight. They're going to fight, and they're setting us up for this. They're setting us up. So this is where we are. Donald Trump going after hard uh, Ron DeSantis. Uh, Ron DeSantis did turn 44, and Biden turns 80 in nine days. <laughs> so let's say, hypothetically, this is a real hypothetical, Ron DeSantis runs against Biden in 2024, if that happens. Ron DeSantis hasn't announced. Trump hasn't announced. Again, we don't need to be having this conversation right now, but here we are. Biden would be twice his age. Yes, Biden would be nearly twice his age, nearly double the age of the man running if if DeSantis squared off against Biden. I think that Donald, Donald Trump is like 70, 76, 75, something like that years old. Anyway. I, you know, again, having ridden the plane with Donald Trump and, and chilling with him, I think Donald Trump is definitely aging in reverse. Just letting you know that I'm certainly not questioning Donald Trump's fortitude to run for office. Donald Trump is aging in reverse. So, uh, here we go. Donald Trump released a very long, uh, you know, what, what's the right way to call Like, like, uh, the thesis, college senior year thesis paper on Ron DeSantis opening up the broadside attack. This is it. This is the official broadside against Ron DeSantis. This is the opening salvo. Donald Trump turned to DeSantis's flirtation with 2024, as the New York Post and other outlets have pointed out that he is the future of the party. Now Ron DeSantis is playing games, Trump said. The fake news asks him if he's going to run for president. He says, I'm only focused on the governor's race. I'm not looking to the future. Trump said, well, in terms of loyalty in class, it's really not the right answer, the ex-president added, apparently wanting DeSantis to outright say he won't run against him using the loyalty card. Again, card's not going to, that, that card's been maxed out. Card's been maxed out. It is an open primary. It's an open race right now. There are people who are definitely going to run against Donald Trump if Donald Trump runs. I do not know if one of those people are Ron DeSantis. I can tell you this, that Ron DeSantis, when I spoke with him about this, didn't think it was very wise to run against Donald Trump, had re reverence for Donald Trump. Reverence for Donald Trump. Was very thankful for Donald Trump. And whenever Ron DeSantis gets asked about this on the record, Ron DeSantis gets asked about this regularly. The media attempt to foment this fight. This is why I don't fall into their traps. But here it is, D-Future. This is from the very pro-Trump New York Post. Young GOP star DeSantis romps to victory in Florida. There are uh, headlines like this across all media spectrums. Daily Wire, Washington Examiner, all media spectrum. Breitbart essentially lauding what Ron DeSantis has built in Florida. And I must tell you, as a Florida resident, deeply impressive. Fox News pundits spoke highly of DeSantis in the aftermath of Tuesday's midterms. The Washington Post wrote a story about how Ron DeSantis is the de facto leader. Meanwhile, Donald Trump got panned by the New York Post on the cover, portrayed as Trumpy Dumpy, uh, who couldn't build a wall, who had a great fall. All the GOP men put the party back together again. This is what the New York Post, this is not me, this is what the New York Post wrote on uh, in their cover. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is just what's happening right now in the media. 
spectrum. I don't particularly agree with it. I love both of these men. I'm a fan of both of these men. And I've stated unequivocally where I stand right now, which is that I deeply respect what both of them have built. And I respect what they have done for our party. And my stance is this. Rules of the jungle. Ron DeSantis asked about this race when he was running for governor and had, I think, a very, very good answer up his sleeve. Check it out. And Ron, Ron, you talk about Joe Biden a lot. I understand you think you're going to be running against him. I can see how you might get confused, but you're running for governor. You're running for governor. And I have a question for you. You're running for governor. Why don't you look in the eyes of the people of the state of Florida and say to them, if you're reelected, you will serve a full four year term as governor. Yes or no? Yes or no, Ron? Will you serve a full four year term if you're reelected governor of Florida? It's not a tough question. It's a fair question. He won't tell you. We did not agree on the candidates asking each other questions. Governor, it's your turn. Well, listen, I know that Charlie's interested in talking about 2024 and Joe Biden, but I just want to make things very, very clear. The only worn out old donkey I'm looking to put out to pasture is Charlie Trist. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're getting uh, record viewership on this show. We want to say thank you. If you really want to support us and if you like what we do here every single day and if you wish to support us for free, then please consider subscribing to our show. Please consider subscribing. Click that button. We are just getting started here. You are going to see we will bring to you excellence over the next couple of years. We are fully devoted to this program and this audience. We will bring to you excellence. We will bring you with us in this wild new laws of the jungle, which is what we're going to call it, between Ron DeSantis, Donald Trump, and all the forces around this party and the saving of our republic. We will bring you with us. Subscribe to our podcast, please, if you wish to support us. It's free. It's easy. It's right there on screen. You just open up your phone, find The Benny Show, and click subscribe. We're going to be bringing you absolute and total excellence, something that, of course, the Lincoln Project would never bring you. But we will play you, for the first time ever, a Lincoln Project clip that we thought was very interesting, actually. We thought this Lincoln Project ad was quite shocking. And we are playing it for you unironically to show you what game is afoot here. Watch. It's hard to watch, isn't it, Donald? Ron DeSantis betrayed you to become a star, raising millions by stealing your act. Winning straw polls and fans, they're running to Ron. And Ron's running against you. You made him, and he betrayed you. He's laughing at you, running against you. He's taking everything from you. And by the time you fight back, it will be too late. Sad. Uh, the Pedo Project, which is actually the more aptly named, they stole the name of a uh, the, the founder of the Republican Party to, to, to desecrate it. Um, there's got to be some type of there's got to be some type of lawsuit that can steal that name back. It is appropriately known the Pedo Project. These people are predators who work there. They're, they cover up uh, predations. They are sick and evil. And I would only ever play you a clip like that because that shows you quite blatantly what they are doing. This is the game that is afoot. They are attempting to stoke a civil war. 
between these two. They are attempting to break the Republican Party by doing so. They're not pro-Ron DeSantis. They're not pro-you. They would throw you into a meat grinder. They want to, or you know, or w- w- what would be worse than being thrown into a meat grinder? Being locked into a room with somebody who runs the, the, the Lincoln Project. Yikes. Being locked in a dark room at the Lincoln Project. Man, these people are just such creepy predators. This is the game. The Lincoln Project often is useful because what they do is they just let the mask slip entirely and they just tell you what game is afoot. The game that is afoot is to try and make the Republican Party commit civil war suicide. I'm not going to play that game. I'm not going to call names. I'm going to support both of these strong men. I'm going to say on this program that I am uh, deeply respectful of what Donald Trump has built. And I'm deeply respectful as a Florida resident, obviously, move my family to Florida by and large, because of Ron DeSantis, my wife will tell you, uh, deeply respectful of what Ron has built as well. And so what this program will do will be taking you into the access points, and we will just we will be releasing very soon an all-access Donald Trump inside of Donald Trump's uh, brand new plane. I thought that was very, very interesting. We rode on that plane with Donald Trump. I can tell you this, Donald Trump did not <clears throat> did not have nice things to say about Ron DeSantis on that plane. Donald Trump was ready for this. And he told us that he was holding back because he thought it would hurt the midterms. It would hurt Republicans in the midterms. And I'll, I'll tell you what, he was right about it. But this was what Donald Trump was thinking uh, even before the midterm results and certainly what he's thinking afterwards now that he's launched this hot war. What is the game? The game is that the media hates DeSantis. Trump does not like DeSantis. They both fear DeSantis, and that's quite the endorsement of Ron DeSantis, quite frankly. I mean, that's just the reality. You have here the 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 people on the left and some people on the right, and they're all returning fire at each other. And what they want is to break this party in two. We won't allow it. But we did find a very interesting article here from our friend uh, Josh Hammer at Newsweek talking about just this. Trump and the left both fear DeSantis. That's why he should run in 2024. What do you think? This is just the article. Let us know, by the way, in the comment section. Shout out. What are you? Are you Team Trump or Team DeSantis? Or are you undecided as well? I am undecided. That is the reality. I am undecided, and I'm not going to clown one or the other. What are you? Let me know. And let me know why. Why do you support one or the other? And do you support this line of attack right after the midterms? I don't. I don't. The first shots of the 2024 presidential campaign were fired before 2022 midterms had even had even been decided. Those shots escalated last evening. The race of 2024, it seems, very much on. The target thus far has been Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, whose successful first term running in the Sunshine State had made him a conservative hero and led to historic landslide victories. He is already in the conservative and the conversation for 2024. Apologies there. But the scope of his epic triumph on Tuesday may have made it inevitable that the governor will enter the 2024 frame. This is what put him in the crosshairs of both former President Trump and the New York Times. On the same day, last weekend, Trump's first unveiled a derogatory nickname for DeSantis, which he doubled down on and expanded upon last night. The Times published an article taking a deep dive into hitherto unknown chapter of the governor's life, years-long stint in a prep school teacher baseball coach between his undergraduate days at Yale and the matriculation to Harvard Law School. The assignment was obviously been to find out some type of scandal or dirt on DeSantis's past, but unlike similar investigations into the lives of 
Republican candidates, such as the Washington Post discovery that Mitt Romney had taken part of a prank haircut of fellow high school students. The Time article turned up nothing useful on DeSantis. Like the failed efforts to claim Florida did worse rather than better than the rest of the nation during the pandemic or misrepresent his fight against Disney, the interest of DeSantis past showed just as how much Democrats and their leading organs fear and loathe him. Unsurprisingly, Trump also regards the media interest in DeSantis with envy and resentment. This is why I won't play the game. I won't play the game. Okay? Not going to play the game. Not going to do it. I respect both men and what they've built, and I'm not going to be wading into the waters and uh, returning friendly fire. Unwilling to see the spotlight to other Republicans, Trump is reportedly getting ready to announce 2024 presidential race next week. Uh, teased it in Ohio the night before the election. Despite widely held concerns that Trump carries too much baggage uh, for his disputes, uh, so on and so forth. Yet, as conservatives cheered DeSantis's handling of COVID-19 pandemic and willingness to take on the left and cultural issues that matter in the grassroots, Trump watched the rise from obscurity a member of Congress national prominence grow. So I will conclude with this. There would be no DeSantis without Trump. Can't not take that away from him. There would be no DeSantis without Trump. DeSantis was going to lose that gubernatorial race. That's a reality. And so you have Donald Trump to thank for Ron DeSantis and many other good things in this party. You also have Ron DeSantis to thank for his will to power leadership, which I suppose would be the last takeaway here which is that what Ron DeSantis has done has been to turn the state of Florida into the official capital of the Republican Party, which is going to be a very dominant position in 2024. Very dominant. Man, Ron DeSantis has really done numbers in Florida. It is incredible looking through them and shown exactly how he can flip Miami-Dade Republican he won 70% of the Hispanic vote? He won post-grad elections? The electoral, he won the post-grad vote. I stand in awe. We really stand in awe of being able to coalesce uh, uh, the double-digit victory there. The 20-point victory over Charlie Chris, man. It was dominant. That's my take, ladies and gentlemen, on the new open war between Ron DeSantis and... Uh, uh, and, and Donald Trump. And if you go up to Ron DeSantis right now, I suppose I'll close with this. If you go up with Ronald to Ron DeSantis right now and say, yo, what do you think of Donald Trump? As I have done, what he'll say is he'll say, I'm very grateful that Donald Trump endorsed me. He said it many times on the record. That's what Ron DeSantis's line is going to be, I think, for a very long time. Very grateful that Donald Trump endorsed me. And he's thankful for the, to the, to the, to the president for what he's done for his career. That's the line that I've gotten when I asked, and I think that's the line that you'll get so far. Donald Trump made it from a cold war into a hot war overnight, and that is where we stand. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot to fight against. Yesterday, the Democrats held a cringe fest. Kamala Harris says democracy is intact after Democrats warned democracy is on the ballot yesterday. Let's do the cringe alert and then play this clip. are still being counted, but it is clear your work sent a message to the entire world 
our democracy is intact. Yeah. Okay. Uh, weird. Strange. The reality here is that democracy is not the meaning of democracy that you think it is. It's the Soviet meaning of democracy, meaning every result that we like, every time we get a result that we want. That's the meaning of democracy. And so they got they should have been they should have been absolutely clobbered and beat like a rug on a hot summer day in these midterms. And in fact, it looks like they will just lose the House by a slim margin and that they will uh, perhaps have a split Senate. We'll see. Uh, Biden abortion. Well, 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 looks like they are going back to this. Well, uh, even though it did not, it, it, it had very mixed results in the midterms. Uh, but here we go. If Republicans pass, and I don't think they can do it now, a ban, a national ban to ban abortion, I will veto it. It's simple. Mm-hmm. Okay. G- got, got it. Got it, dude. Let's see how many times you can play that one-trick pony, and let's see how many times you can lie to your young voters uh, about the forgiving their student loans which was really, I mean, quite frankly, a, a very successful ploy because Gen Z vote, these are 18 to 29 year olds voted overwhelmingly for the Democratic Party. That's not exactly a panic alarm that often happens. And it actually happened in lesser numbers than like Obama got voted for. But still, Gen Z, this promise of forgiving student loans, man, this worked on those kids. And now <laughs> a, uh, a, a judge has, of course, struck that down the day after the election. These frauds and liars. Uh, we got it. We got it. We got a double cringe alert here. We got a double cringe alert. Kamala Harris going back and using the creepy line. You did it, Joe. Double cringe. <laughs> you did it, Joe. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh my God. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Wow. I just died of cringe. I, uh, I apologize. I was deceased and now I'm still alive. All right. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, listen, it's, uh, it's very bad, very, very bad when, um, when I die of cringe, but I was deceased and thank you for your prayers. You brought me back to life. Okay. Uh, uh, well, Joe Biden tried yesterday at this like weird celebration for de- this was like a democracy is intact celebration at the Democratic National Committee on Wednesday in Washington, D.C. This was this was what was happening. I'm sorry. On Thursday in Washington, D.C. Um, super weird and not cultish at all. Joe Biden tried to get down and talk with people at this event and they wouldn't let him. It led to um, further hilarity and pain for your eyeballs. And I had to see it, so now you have to see it. Our troops, go get them. We've got a lot of work to do. Thank you, thank you. They won't let me come down. Thank you all so much. Okay, well, they won't let me come down. Remember, Joe Biden is just a sock puppet. It's not real. Turn on the lights, he disappears. Joe Biden isn't a real president. He's not a real man. 
doesn't have an ounce of testosterone in that old disease, dandruffy body, depends-laden body, and um, we're going to get two more years of this. And we might get six more years of this unless we get our act together and choose wisely, ladies and gentlemen. We must defeat this. It is I, – I cannot. I cannot keep dying of cringe. I cannot. I cannot keep dying of cringe. Well, somebody who is dying uh, to be leader of the House but who does not have the supports is Kevin McCarthy. Battle over GOP leadership intensifies as party goes into battle plans to impeach Biden in slew of investigations, invest, uh, in, including Hunter. This is one of the main problems with the GOP in the House right now is that they are going to have a very slim majority. So they are going to have uh, a hard time getting a lot of um, – Getting a lot of like things through, I we're going to see what Kevin McCarthy does. We're going to really see. We're not sure if he has votes to become the speaker right now. So you have to get 218 votes to become the speaker. You have to get a, a, a direct majority of the House. And we're not sure if he has that. Freedom Caucus literally is in control of Kevin McCarthy's future at this very moment. And so we'll see. Freedom Caucus is demanding that Kevin McCarthy... Uh, uh, that Kevin McCarthy essentially bend to a number of their demands, that their people get featured prominently on committees, and that they uh, institute something called the vacate the chair parliamentarian procedure. And what that would be is the ability to essentially recall uh, Kevin McCarthy at any time as as leader. So this is some intense stuff that's going on right now. Although I will say that this is a good thing because what that means is that the Freedom Caucus has enormous power. And so that means that they will be driving the narrative, and we'll see if uh, Kevin McCarthy cucks out. We hope not, but he might. I mean, he was Paul Ryan's, like, number number two guy. Conservative House Freedom Caucus threatens to keep GOP leader Kevin McCarthy from his prized speakership position if he does not work with them on a list of demands. Member Rep. Bob Good of Virginia suggested to Political Playbook that one of their uh, one of their number could challenge McCarthy for the gavel if he does not take their points into account. According to the caucus, Chair Scott Perry, Playbook Reports, has the House Freedom Caucus still not heard back from McCarthy on a wish list presented to him on Thursday's midterms. The 42-strong coalition of lawmakers, I didn't know the Freedom Caucus was that big, 42-strong, man, they can just clobber McCarthy over this. McCarthy McCarthy shouldn't run for speaker. That's my contention. McCarthy shouldn't be rewarded for sucking at his job. McCarthy should resign in my personal opinion. Probably won't get me any interviews anytime soon, but that's my thought. I'm a conservative, so I believe in meritocracy. If you do good, you should be rewarded. If you do bad, you should lose your job. That's how it works in my company. How's it work in your company? Certainly, Kevin McCarthy should not be leader, in my personal opinion. Uh, Matt Gates said as much yesterday. Matt Gates had a tweet that said, McCarthy, McConnell, McDaniel, speaking of Ronald Romney, Romney McDaniel running the RNC, uh, McFailure, That's what Matt Gaetz tweeted. McCarthy has shown willingness to heed to the right wing of the party, most notably promising to restore firebrand Marjorie Taylor Greene's committee assignments. Not really, not really enough there, McCarthy. He needs the 218 votes and he does not have it. We know there is a number of members who feel as we do that Kevin has not earned the right to lead and has not earned our vote. This is according to Bob Good of Virginia. Bob Good is good and right. There in that contention. Somebody who's never been right is Yoel Roth out Twitter. Yoel Roth is uh, gone from Twitter, and that is a wonderful thing. We just passed a million Twitter followers uh, sometime last night. We're not exactly sure. Late night mail-in Twitter follower dump at 3 a.m. probably. And uh, now the scumbag who thought that 
all MAGA people, 100 million Americans uh, were Nazis, is gone at Twitter. He was fired. Uh, he was Twitter's uh, trust and safety uh, uh, head. And he was kicked out on his ass by Elon Musk, another based move. We asked Elon Musk to do this, and Elon Musk replied, actually. Elon Musk uh, told us that, yes, we need uh, representation uh, in this position and on this board. And, yes, we are going to have it. Elon Musk told us. We said that Yoel Roth called 100 million Americans at least because that's the number of Trump and America First supporters. At least 100 million Americans. He called them all Nazis, which is insane. And so you can't have this guy in charge of trust and safety if you want to restore trust and safety. Elon agreed, and he fired the dude, and that's awesome. Somebody who might get fired, maybe Joe Biden, 2024. Trust me, he's going to be the nominee now. They're going to run him. We told you they're going to run him, and they're going to run him now. They're going to assume that this is like a huge success and endorsement of Democrat policies. Somebody might get fired is Joe Biden because students may not vote for him because Joe Biden lied to them. A federal judge struck down Biden's student loan handout on Thursday night ruling. <laughs> of course, they waited 24 hours after the midterm elections, just enough time for the brain-dead, pink-haired, TikTok freak kids who, you know, are ghost-gendered to sit – the tree-gender kids to sit there and say, oh, well, thank you for paying for my lesbian studies dance major degree uh, from Brown University. And then Joe Biden pulls the football out from them and they swing and a miss. That's right. Lucy and Charlie Brown. Texas federal judge said, this isn't constitutional, Biden's plan aimed to cancel up to $200,000 in student debt. And the judge said, whether the program constitutes good public policy is not the role of the court to determine. No one can plausibly deny that it is either one of the largest delegations of legislative power to the executive branch or one of the largest excesses of the legislative power without congressional authority in the history of the United States. This is District Judge Mark Pittman saying, uh, no, 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 not so fast, baby. And she, he, he, Judge Mark Pittman, uh, nuked this thing from space. And, uh, 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 what did he say? He said it is the largest excess of legislative power without congressional authority in the history of the United States. And yes, it was. Even Nancy Pelosi was on the record saying that this is uh, – even Nancy Pelosi is on the record saying, like, no, you can't do this without Congress. The reason why is because Congress controls the federal purse and how money is spent and the president – the president has to get – the president has to submit a budget to Congress every year. The president has to beg Congress for money. The president can't just like – go and dole out money unless it's to Ukraine. Apparently, then there's an unlimited amount of money. The president can't just go ahead and do this. This Congress, this this power rests completely within the uh, legislative authority of the United States and uh, not within the executive authority of the United States. And so this judge is completely correct. This attempted legal student loan bailout would have done nothing to address the root cause of unaffordable tuition, greedy and bloated colleges that raise tuition far more than an institution year after year, sitting on $100 billion in endowments. We hope that the court's decision today will lay the groundwork for real solutions for the student loan crisis. White House Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre, uh, by the way, that was uh, Elaine Parker, the president of the job. Creators Foundation, uh, who were, were, of course, cheering this. White House Press Secretary Cringing Pierre said that they strongly disagree, but now they've shut down the uh, little, shut down the, uh, shut down the site where you're supposed to apply to get student loan forgiveness. Gotcha. Gotcha. Ladies and gentlemen, there it is. 
I uh, just want to let you know that this is simply a own of you, you pink-haired freaks who voted for this thinking that your student loans would be forgiven. Gotcha! <laughs> These people don't, don't care about you. <laughs> you ever seen how common... You, the, the, do you, the artists... Do you, the, the the fancy people, well, how do you think communists, these people are Marxists. How do you think they reward you? You're not going to be good for making bricks in the factories. You're not strong. You people are a drain on society. Go ahead and check out what happens to people like you under Marxism. Trust me, these people don't have your best interests in mind, okay? You're going to get owned again and again and again by these people. They are frauds. The faster you realize that, and the faster you realize that you Mr. Like whatever sensitive soy infused life you want to live, painting pictures of sunsets with your toes, racking up $100,000 student loans. Like you will be better served living inside of a free economy that is robust and strong where you can just do that and the world isn't collapsing around you. Because what happens very quickly after that is the government makes an assessment as to who is useful, who has strength. Who can lift heavy things and do heavy things and weld machines. That's how communism works. Check the histories of the Soviet Union and of communist China. You people, you're being lulled to sleep. But we are awake on this program. We are awake because we have our priorities straight. God, family, country. That's what the priorities of this program are. We are free men and women because we choose to live in states like Florida. We choose to fight. We choose our battles correctly. And we know that we will be here for you as the coming battles and storms rage. And we will give you the clear-eyed and sober perspectives of exactly what is happening in this nation and exactly how we can win. Victory is all that matters. There is nothing, nothing without victory. And so that is what we drive for on this program, ladies and gentlemen. And we will win. God bless you into the weekend in this glorious nation of America, the greatest nation on earth. Keep memeing. Keep fighting. We're fighting right alongside with you on The Benny Show. God bless you. See ya.